guys, what's up? It's Devin. Welcome back to another episode of Blissful Love. Before we get into it today, I just wanted to remind you guys about the mindfulness meditation portion at the end of our episode. So this week is a guided meditation by me, something that I wrote myself. If you guys are interested in learning more about guided meditation and mindfulness, I would love to chat with you. I have been hosting weekly guided Zoom meditations on Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So this is one of the guided meditation scripts that I used in a past Zoom meditation. Um, I really enjoy to write my own. I feel like it gives me a lot of practice. Many of you already know this, but I am currently enrolled in a meditation certification program. So um, a lot of the the training is about being able to write your own scripts and feel comfortable in your own words. So this has been definitely something that I've been trying to tackle and really become comfortable with, especially in my journey as a yoga instructor. So with that being said, if any of you guys listening have children in your lives, whether they're your own or nieces and nephews or what have you, I am currently accepting new students for one-on-ones, small groups, large groups, etc. So if you guys are interested, you can go check out my website the link is in our bio but you can also go directly to the website it is flowwithbliss.com and on there you will see a breakdown of all my prices and you can sign right up on that website so with all of that being said let's get into today's episode all about being an empath Hello everyone, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of Blissful Love with Deb McMahon and Rachel Lawrence. I feel like it's been so long guys, hello. Uh, it really has, we miss a week and we're like so out of out of whack. I know, <laughs> so I feel like I don't even, I don't know, I don't feel like myself at all. <laughs> Rachel just got back from Florida so she's in, yeah. she's in the clouds still. Um, yeah. Definitely still struggling to get back to reality and clearly did a lot of yelling this weekend. So I don't have a voice. I apologize in advance. I know it sounds terrible. You were living it up. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, it was much needed. Oh my gosh. All right. So what makes you feel blissful today, Rach? And how did you propel your love today? Um, what made me feel blissful today, uh, honestly, is so so lame and pretty surface level but not having to wear makeup to work today for like the first time all winter because I finally have a little bit of a tan oh that's so nice I'm so jealous I love it <laughs> especially like all the nurses out or even everyone who whenever you're wearing a mask like whenever we wear a mask over wearing makeup it's like the most annoying thing I feel oh, like yeah. it's just like so gross and dirty uh-huh. and so not putting makeup on my face today just felt so good yeah um So that's pretty lame, but that made me feel blissful today. Um, And then how did I promote my love today? Um, I mean, I worked at the hospital today, so just trying to be the best nurse I could be for my patients and kind of 
get over myself a little bit and put my patients <laughs> first, even though I feel awful, um, is how yeah. I propelled my love. Yeah, that's a good one. I I was yeah. saying to Rachel before we came on how hard it is to jump back into the swing of reality, especially when you come home from vacation and you're not feeling like 100%. It's literally yeah. the worst. It's and the it's worst. like, it's like twilight zoney. Like you're like, okay, like now what? It now is. how do I function? <laughs> I know. I always say it too. Like whenever I go on vacation, I always, when I get back, I'm like, I need a vacation from my vacation. Oh yeah. To like, absolutely get myself back to normal. Uh It's so bad. Yeah, no, it's, it's so true. But after, you know, a week back into routine, you'll feel better. Exactly. Yeah. We'll Um, flow right into it. What made you feel blissful today? Um, so I, have been home for the past couple of days when someone at work um, had COVID. So I've been just chilling at home. I got a test. I was negative, but my work still requires me to stay home for seven days just to make sure I don't have any symptoms or anything. Um, Mm -hmm. So I got to get a lot done. I got my website up. So for those of you who don't know, yeah, I um, just got my child and teen certification to teach yoga. So I created a website. I want to keep everything on Plants Bliss Love, but I did create a website um, and I'm calling it Flow with Bliss. Um, yeah so keeping the bliss theme going um so I have that website up and all of the scheduling and prices and and about me and you know it's going to be a work in progress just like anything else but for now it's there so I can start taking kiddos and I'm really excited so that made me bliss feel blissful that's um, awesome. Yeah, thanks. And then how I propelled my love today, I got to make a video for the elementary school that I went to. They reached out to me and asked me if I would make a video for the morning announcements for the kids to talk about mindfulness, um, how to like get yourself out of a bad day, different things that I do to make my day um, peaceful and blissful. And it was so cute. It was so nice that that's so cool. Yeah, it was so cute. And it was just funny because I I think I've mentioned this before. But when I was in elementary school, I was like a bad kid. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't mean or anything like that. But I was always getting in trouble. I was always at the principal's office. I was so bad. Um, So my family and my sisters, we were all like making jokes about it. We're like, oh, if only the principal could see me now. <laughs> now I'm so talking funny. during the morning announcements, but it was super cute. So that that's how I propelled my love today. That's awesome. That's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. All good things. So let's yeah. do a quick monthly check-in since last week we skipped an episode. Um, so I feel like we haven't talked to you guys too much. So I wanted to just quickly like give you guys a little insight on what we've been up to and what's to come for the rest of the month for us. So do you want to start, Rach? Uh, yeah, I'll start. Um, honestly, <laughs> I feel like vacation really just took up a lot of time, not yeah. complaining. I'm really happy that I was able to go and I had such a blast um, and it was definitely much needed, but um, I mean, growth and grace, um, going back to uh, taking Reiki clients this week, I didn't take any last week. Um, so I'm excited to get back into that. Um, I started doing a, I'm gonna do a monthly Reiki session giveaway. Um, so cool. I started this month. Um, 
just like because I feel like I just I want it to be I want to be able to reach more more people and have it introduced into more people's lives and you know sometimes I feel like when you want to try something new you're a little, little hesitant to it and then like the thought of like paying for it too yeah to, like try it for the first time I feel like is like a huge barrier for people yeah um and so I thought it would be a cool way to kind of get um free Reiki into new hands like new hands every month so um I'm going to be doing that and then um I actually am um, my dad is a huge gardener I obviously love gardening with BOH and all that kind of stuff um so when I moved home uh this fall I had to say goodbye to my first garden that I kind of created myself and everything in Dorchester which was kind of sad for me because I put a lot of hard work and everything into it but my dad is going to be building me a like 30 foot long raised herb flower garden so at awesome. my house so, so awesome. yeah which will be really cool because I'll like grow all my herbs and flowers and all the things that we're, we can use for um, like smudge sticks and all that kind of stuff in it so um, I ordered all my seeds and stuff for that last week. So I'm hoping that when I finally, I haven't even been home to Hanover yet since getting back from Florida. So I'm hoping when I get home, I'm hoping that my seeds are there and we can start germinating them and all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited for that. I think it will be really cool. Definitely something I'll keep you guys on that journey as we plant the garden and everything. It will be cool to watch. That's awesome. I'm so excited to watch it grow. That's going to be amazing. It'll be really cool. Yes, it'll be so cool. That's awesome. Um, Okay, so for my monthly check-in, I feel like I've kind of, yeah, (laughs) I've tried to like post as much as I can on Plants Plus Love what's going on just because I know like for me when I follow small businesses, other podcasters, content creators, and stuff like that. I feel like the the information, the growth, um, and the abundance for each one gets like lost in translation when they're growing so yeah. much and things are going on. So I've been trying to like slow down a little bit and share as much as I can with the growth of PBL with everyone, just because I do want that space to be like a documentation that I can look back on one day and be like, wow, mm-hmm. this was so cool. And I'm so glad I was able to document it all. Um, but as, as for new things that are coming this month, um, start really starting my yoga journey with kids. That is really going to be a big thing for me. Just getting my name out there more. I ordered some business cards, made myself a little logo. Yeah. Um, so just kind of getting that going. I am having my first yoga class this Sunday at 9am for just the little ones, three to six. So that'll be exciting starting that journey and seeing the little yogis. I'm really excited for that. Um, and yeah, I know. And just continuing to build my yoga cart is going to be a big thing for me this month as well. Like there's mm-hmm. so many materials to buy so many things. Um, I have so many ideas that I'm trying to be like, I can continue to buy things throughout my entire career and not just buy everything right now but I have such a hard time mm-hmm. doing that so <laughs> I've been mm-hmm. trying to Same. yeah I've been trying to just like slowly buy like one thing and just hold off and see how that that specific thing works but yeah that's kind of what's going on for me this month um I have some really exciting things coming up in April and May for Plants Bliss Love some really cool collabs um I have a really big giveaway coming with a pretty big business women business owner which I'm really excited about but I'm not going to say anything about it yet because she has not put it out there and it's her giveaway um 
and yeah, just some sales coming that we're getting ready for and things like that. So yeah, all good things over awesome. here. Yeah. Yeah. Very busy. Yes. Very busy. Busy is good though. Yes, it is. Busy is good. Okay. So what are you doing for yourself this week, Rach? I know it's kind of the middle of the week and a little wonky oh time, gosh. but yeah. Um, so what am I going to do for myself this week? Honestly, um, I have about one day tomorrow off before I go back to work and work all weekend. So I think I'm just tomorrow going to just try to keep it as low key as possible for myself and make sure I'm putting the right nutrients into my body and drinking enough water and getting rest and honestly resting my voice. I mm-hmm. don't know why but I've been losing my voice so easily lately, which is really weird because that's never really been a problem for me before. And I think I've lost it twice already this month. So crazy. Um, It's so weird. So I don't know. I'm just just really going to focus on resting tomorrow and then just getting ready for the weekend. Hopefully do some meal prepping and stuff for the weekend. So I'm fueling my body with good food and not just like chicken fingers and strawberry daiquiris like I did all weekend. (laughs) So um, yeah hopefully get just recharging myself so I can get back into my normal flow of things. Yeah. Good idea. Lots of tea. Maybe read our book club book. (laughs) I know which, uh, the book club book I'm obsessed with. I know. I feel like I've been reading it so fast. I didn't Uh read it at all over the weekend, but I got through so much of it before I left. It's so good. It's so good. I know. And this, I feel like this is the first book too, that I've, I've also been reading pretty fast. And the first book that I've been like, wow, this is so good. Like the other books were all really good too. I don't want to downplay them at all, but this is the, like, I feel like super connected to this book for sure. So do I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like the good thing about this book too, is really anyone could feel that connection to it. It doesn't have to be someone that's like trying to dig deep into their spiritual realm, um, yeah. which is cool because, you know, sometimes different books that we read in the book club can be like a turn off to some people. They're like, I don't, I don't want to talk about all that crazy stuff. So I feel like this yeah. is a good, a good one to join in on. So if you guys are interested, come check it out. Um, Okay. So our quotes of the day. Oh, I didn't say what I'm doing for myself. I'm just, yeah. I'm just chilling. I'm getting my, um, my yoga stuff up and going. I kind of talked about that a lot. So yeah, that's really it. Just, just getting that stuff done for me, but making sure to spend time to relax and do things for me, like take a nice hot bath, um, still work out, get my own yoga flows in and just make sure I'm prioritizing myself before mm-hmm. my work, which is a thing I need to work on. Um, yeah. Okay. So our quote of the day, I have two. So today's episode is going to be all about empathy and what it's like to be an empath, the different types of empaths. So I found these two really great quotes. The first one is by Sylvester McNutt III. And it says, everything I experience hits me deep, raw and intense. As an empath, I feel the energy of myself and others. As I age, this ability only grows deeper and stranger, which Mm. is just like, whoa, the ending, (laughs) because it's so true. Like the older you get, the more you're just like, what the heck, how, why, and how am I feeling all of these emotions? Like what is going on? Um, and they just become heavier and heavier, which is so crazy. Um, and then the second one, I, did I not write down who this was by? I'll look it up and 
write it in the show notes, but this one's great too. An empath truly feels what the other person is feeling. So if someone is constantly negative, bitter, or upset all the time, I end up feeling negative, bitter, and upset all the time. Or if someone is happy and cheerful all the time, I feel happy and cheerful too. I absorb the emotions of those I interact with. It can be wonderful, but it can also be very exhausting. And it can be incredibly confusing to determine which feelings are my own and which feelings Mm -hmm. are from someone else, which I loved. Yep. I feel like that wraps it up in a bow for you. Right. And it's so true. It's like, there's so many times that I, we both are like, why do I even feel like this? Because I don't have anything going on to make me feel this heavy. Exactly. Um, Yeah. It's confusing. So I really liked those quotes, which will bring us right into our episode. So there are three different kinds of general empaths, and there are seven categories of intuitive empaths, which is one of the general empaths. So the first one is physical, the second one is emotional, and the third one is intuitive. So the physical aspects, those are the people that can absorb other people's physical ailments and like their symptoms mm-hmm. that they're having, and they can become energized by other people's well-being and energy levels. So I feel mm-hmm. like no matter what kind of empath you are, it's more than likely that you're going to experience physical symptoms. Um, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel like a a big one for this one is like feeling other people's anxiety or like worry. Um, I know that when people like, for instance, if you were going to like a wake or a funeral, I know a lot of people that Um, our empaths say that those are like extremely overwhelming for them Mm -hmm. because they can feel every single person in the room. They can feel like the anxiety, they can feel the sadness, they can feel the grief, they can feel like the discomfort, like everything. Um, And that's a pretty good Mm -hmm. like example and way to think about it because obviously everyone can relate to that in some sense, because I would say that probably every single person listening to this feels uncomfortable by going to a wake or funeral. Um, But it's like, the discomfort that you feel times 10, because an empath can also feel exactly what that person is feeling, um, which is crazy. It is. And I feel like too, when you're feeling like that, like sadness and anxiety and worry and whatever that you're feeling when you're going into something like that. I mean, for myself, at least personally, I feel like it manifests as like physical pain in my body a lot. Yes. Like, I don't necessarily feel anxious or whatever sometimes. I mean, if you're going into a funeral, you're going to feel sad. Right. Um, but like, I feel like I always, in those situations, like obviously feel my own emotions and how sad everything is. And I feel horrible for everyone that's there. But I always feel like I'm in fi- also in physical pain when I'm going to a funeral or awake or something like that. Yes, definitely. Or like, like achy or like your yes. stomach like really hurts yeah. like stuff yeah. like that yeah um, I like my like throat closes like I feel like my throat closes up yeah and I feel like I don't I almost feel like like my throat has like vasospasms or something and like it my throat literally hurts and I feel like I can't breathe and then you get like chest pain oh it's so yeah. bad it's so bad it's so crazy too because um I feel like when I was going through so a lot of this information that I got um when we were writing our show notes today was from Judith Orloff, who's a doctor. And when I was going through all of them, it's so funny because she mentions a couple of times how a lot of people um, like peg themselves as empaths. And after doing so much research on empathy, I feel like we're both kind of 
understood that that is what we are, but there's been a lot of times that I'm like, is, am I an actual empath or do I just have a lot of empathy? And, you know, these, these, these categories that we're going to go through really determine whether or not you just hold a lot of empathy or if you are an empath. And if you can Mm -hmm. really connect to all of these, or at least two of these categories, then, you know, it's probably likely that you are. And it, it doesn't, change anything for you in the sense of like, we're not giving you information that's going to cure your empathetic self, but we're giving you information that validates it. Because I feel like a lot of people that go through this are like, what the heck is wrong with me? And other people around them are like, what the heck is wrong with you? Calm down. But, you know, understanding that this is just something that's going on that you cannot control inside of you and your brain and your soul and your mind. um, It helps. I think at least for me, I think it does. It does help. And I think knowing that other people feel these things and experience these things definitely helps. It makes you feel like a little less crazy. Yeah. Um, But I think like what you were just saying too, like a lot of people don't want, want to be able to feel these things, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that being an empath is something that you can necessarily get rid of. So I think like learning how to cope with it and like learning how to set boundaries with it and everything is so Uh important. And huge for your own mental health because you can definitely drive a little crazy. Yeah, that that's a really good point, Rachel, about boundaries. I feel like I've been trying to work on that a lot lately because a big thing for me is I worry about what other people feel from me. Like I worry um, Mm -hmm. like the energy that I'm giving to others. Like, do they think I'm too much? Do they think I'm annoying? Do they think I'm not enough? Do they think I'm lazy? Like all these different things that I've gone through since I was a kid, I've just like worried about those things. And as of now, I feel like I've gotten a pretty good grasp on it. And I've really like been able to step back and just understand it for what it is and understand that that's just part of my empathetic self. And I can't really change it. I just can work on it. So I've tried to, you know, in those moments, just stay more present instead of worrying about like alternative things that could be going on. I try to just say like, Hey, like I'm healthy. I'm doing good right now. Like let's take some deep breaths and think about where I am and what's going on around me and what I hear and see rather than worrying about like how other people are perceiving what I'm doing. Um, which is definitely a skill and it's hard, but I feel like, you know, even hearing that from us is helpful because you can do it, you know, and it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's not going to be perfect every time. There's going to be days where you, you still fall into those habits, but, um, once you understand it and are able to analyze it deeper and understand it, it's, it's helpful. Um, So the next one is emotional empaths. So emotional empaths absorb other people's emotions like a sponge, whether it be good emotions or bad emotions. So you might not necessarily be feeling physical ailments or feeling the anxiety that the other person is having, but you might be feeling their emotions. So if this person's sad, you all of a sudden have this like, overwhelming sadness come over you like have you ever been driving in your car and you just start crying and you're like why am I crying what's going on it's like that could be a distant empath response like you can feel other people's emotions even when they're not with you um someone Mm -hmm. that's very close to you in your life someone that you talk to often um someone that you have conflict with like there's multiple things um I know there's been multiple times that I'll text you, Rachel, and be like, is this ha- like, do you feel this way? <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like I can feel this like in same with you. Like, I feel like that's a big trait of being an empath is like being able to feel those people that are closest to you from afar. Um, yeah. Pretty crazy too. 
It is crazy. I always like, and it's funny. I don't know if this, like, if other people may experience this too, but no one, you have that feeling and you're just like, I just like feel like something bad is happening Uh right now. Yeah. And like, you may not even like ever find out if something did or didn't happen. Um, I mean, sometimes I've had had that feeling and something has happened that was bad. And obviously that's horrible, but it always happens when I'm driving in my car. Yeah, that's weird. It's really weird. I always get that feeling, not like obviously always, but like whenever I get that feeling like, oh, like something's just not right. I feel like something's wrong. And I'm usually driving in my car. It's very strange. That's so interesting. It's like the energy forces are even like bigger when you're in your car. That's weird. It's really weird. Yeah, that's so weird. weird. I wonder what that means. We'll look that up. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's that's super interesting. I I feel like... um, Uh, another thing that can be really difficult with emotional empaths too is understanding kind of like what we were saying earlier understanding when it's your emotion versus when it's the other person's yeah um Mm -hmm. and being able to correctly cope with that because uh, another thing that can be tricky and can run run you into conflict is when you are experiencing these emotions that other people are giving off to you um how you're reacting to that person. Like, are you showing them the support or are you now taking in this emotion for yourself and trying to protect Mm -hmm. yourself? Um, So being able to put up those boundaries, like Rach was saying, and recognize in the moment, like, Hey, this isn't my emotion. I, yes, I'm wearing the emotion of this person, but I need to reel it in and, you know, help this person through whatever it is that they're coming to me about and not necessarily Mm be sulking in now my own emotion that I am experiencing, which is very, very difficult. I it is really hard. cannot imagine being like a psychologist or a psychiatrist and being an empath ever. <laughs> no, I couldn't either. Like imagine. It's just like you carry so much baggage, I feel like all the time. Yeah. Um, and it is like really hard to differentiate your feelings from other people's feelings mm-hmm. and I, I know that we've talked about it before on a, a an episode I can't remember which one but like I like looking back on my like childhood now and looking back at like where all my like anxiety and like mental health crap like started and all those kinds of things I remember and I still feel this way like I remember feeling like if one of my parents came home and had a bad day and was, you know, like just like not being like, like overly loving or like wanting to talk to me and like being like short and like whatever with me, I would like get filled with anxiety mm-hmm. and I would never know why because I'm like, they could be like, no, I'm not mad at you. I just had a bad day. And like, I would go and like cry in my room and be like, oh my God, they hate me. And it's like <laughs> nothing that had to do with me, obviously. Like they said, they told me straight up, no, it has nothing to do with you. But I like, would always just I would start feeling their emotions so much and it would freak me out and I would get so anxious about it Uh and like looking back on that now I'm like oh yeah that's why I mean I still that still happens to me all the time but now I'm able to be like all right your energy right now is really off and I know I'm having a decent day and I'm not going to start feeling like this right now so I'm (laughs) but (laughs) I'm reeling it back in. Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree with that. I feel like my mom used to like get even more mad at me when I would do that too. <laughs> like she would exactly. be like, okay, this isn't about you, Devin. <laughs> exactly. Not everything's about you. Yeah. And I, I would be like, that a lot. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can't help it. It is now. 
<laughs> I know exactly. It's so funny though. It's so true. It's like everyone around you that, especially those that you care about, it's so hard to like not feel so deeply the same. Like, it's like, I always hear from my friends. They always say that I match people's energies well. And I feel like that's literally a skill that you have to teach yourself when being an empath, because Mm -hmm. if you don't, you end up just being, look, you end up presenting as insane because you're just like all on edge because you're always feeling everyone's emotions. And like, sometimes it happens to me a little, a little much if I'm like out in a big setting, like drinking with friends or something. And I start to like notice that that that's how I'm feeling and that's what's going on and that I'm like taking in everyone else's emotions around me and I have to like legit match everyone's energy and just chill and like have fun and overcompensate in like a different area like whether it be like I don't know like some that's that's also another reason why sometimes I find myself like having too much to drink because I'm trying so hard yeah because you're trying to like block that out yeah I'm trying to tune it out so hard and I'm like oh shit now I just had like way too many drinks and I'm gonna feel it tomorrow and it's like horrible exactly Um, exactly yeah that's like a big thing of mine that I've I've come to terms with and I've kind of been like I don't know if I'm into drinking anymore and like obviously I love to drink like recreationally with my friends it's so fun like it's no nothing against you if you don't if you're not into it but it's definitely like Mm -hmm. a fun a fun time you know and um, I'm sure I will again but for now I'm like I need to like just be okay with yeah like being in a setting and being around people and feeling those emotions and being okay with it because I can't just like tune it out every time I'm nervous exactly yeah for sure and that's really hard that's really hard to do but Mm -hmm. I feel like it's something that you just like work and work and work and work at and then I feel like you hear it from other people all the time who like are like oh I don't drink anymore like it takes a long time to get to that point where you're comfortable with it. Yeah. Um, but then I feel like once you see those benefits of not, not drinking and being able to find, like feel completely comfortable being out in a situation like that where other people are drinking and you're not, they're like, it's amazing and life-changing and I would never go back. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I agree. I definitely, I, in February, I really didn't drink much at all. I think I drank like two days out of the whole month and mm-hmm. I felt so good. I yeah. felt so good. Right. And then March, I mean, I, I don't know, last week, I <laughs> last week and I did enough, enough drinking during the whole month, maybe two. <laughs> um, and I, I feel like absolute crap this week, yeah. obviously. I feel yeah. horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard to get to, especially when you're young too, it's hard because you just like you want to be able to have it go out and have a good time with your friends and not Mm -hmm. be like limited almost but of course of course um and it's it's one of those things too that like lasts a long time and I swear it's even worse when you're an empath because you're like worried about letting others down because like when you are drinking I mean at least for me when I drink like I'm mentally I'm trash for two weeks like yeah. at least like two weeks, I'm like, mine's in the gutter. Like I, I'm, I don't feel right. I just feel off. Um, and mm-hmm. it stresses me out because then every time I'm like that empath behavior comes in where I'm like, Oh, like, I hope I'm not like not giving enough at work. I hope I'm not doing this. I hope I'm not doing that. Like, I hope I'm acting. Okay. I hope my energy levels are okay. Like I stress. And, mm-hmm. um, that's been like, 
a, another reason why I've kind of been like, I don't even know if like, I think I'm just going to take a break. And then when I went to the yoga certification this weekend, there was a girl in there who um, had been sober for three years. And you find that a lot in the yoga um, field mm-hmm. of people who come to yoga as like um, an aid in their sobriety. And it, it's just really amazing and empowering when you hear those stories and it makes you want to not, I mean, I'm, I'm not an alcoholic. I wouldn't pinpoint myself as at that at any, any reason or anything, but, um, it's, it's just like good for your body to, um, give it the good things that it needs. And it just like reminds me sometimes to like reel it in and step back because, Mm -hmm. you know, we get caught up, especially like you said, we're young. So obviously we enjoy having fun and stuff, but sometimes we get caught up in doing it too much. So I definitely Definitely. over this past month so far have been trying to just kind of like realize that and um, let that settle in a little more because February, I definitely had like a little too much fun. Um, Mm -hmm. But you know, I, I think as you get older too, and you start to set boundaries with yourself and your emotions and everything in your life, you start to realize when it's appropriate to do those things and when it's not. Um, and that's like another thing that I feel like, you know, we're learning with time as well. It's like, I can still do this and still have a lot of fun, but like, you know, I'm not doing that all the time. <laughs> yeah, keeping, it, keeping it to moderation. Yeah, exactly. So Yeah. All right. So that's our emotional empaths. So then we have our intuitive empaths, which I connect to so much. I I can let you talk about how you feel about that, um, Rach. But Mm -hmm. so this is your heightened intuition, your telepathy, messages in your dreams, animal and plant communication and abilities to talk to the other side. So with, with this intuitive empaths, there are seven different categories of intuitive empaths. So um, the telepathic empaths, they receive intuitive information about others in present time. The precognitive empaths experience premonitions about the future while awake or dreaming. Dream empaths, avid dreamers and can receive intuitive information from dreams that helps others and guides them in their own lives. Prevents in their own lives, prevents emotion, emotional overload. Oh, wait, is this the wrong thing? Oh, yeah, that's the wrong. Oh. Highly sensitive. Why is this like this? Oh, I, I can read the next one. You yeah, should do you you find it. it. Yeah, we yeah so mediumship empaths can access spirits on the other side. Plant empaths can feel the needs of plants and connect with their essence. Earth empaths are attuned to the changes in our planet, planets, our solar system, and the weather and animal empaths can tune into animals and communicate with them. Awesome. Thanks. Um, Yeah. So I think for me, I definitely feel connected to intuitive empaths. I feel like in the Mm -hmm. sense of my heightened intuition, definitely, because I feel like, you know, I have some sort of clairvoyant ability, but it's not completely like opened. It only Mm -hmm. opens when it wants to, which is super interesting. Um, And definitely dream empaths that resonates with me as well. I have the craziest dreams. How about you? Yeah. I feel like I agree with that as well. I feel like I have, I either, I'm someone that either has really, really, really crazy, like lucid dreaming. Mm -hmm. And I remember like every single second of it, or I feel like I didn't dream at all. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Um, me too. And into like, so I feel like I've always been like a relatively intuitive person, but I just didn't really understand 
kind of like what I was experiencing almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but ever since I've been doing Reiki, it's been like really freaking me out. Mm-hmm. Um, so something that I do when I'm performing a Reiki session on someone is I like will write down anything and everything that I like feel or experience or anything that just like even like this comes into my head. Like I am constantly just talking to myself in my head the whole time that I'm doing a session. And I've recently what I've been doing with my um with the clients that I've been working with is sending them like a text later on that day of just like a kind of like kind of like a just a review of like everything that from that session and like things to like like look out for and focus on and whatever and just like a little encouraging words and stuff and I always include like rent like the most specific like random things that I felt or kind of like heard to myself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and almost every single time someone's like holy shit like I was thinking that same thing or oh my god that literally just happened to me yesterday or all this stuff and like I try my best not to really like talk to whoever I'm doing it like whoever session I'm doing like that day or talk too much with them before I start because I don't really want I want to like go into it fresh like not Mm -hmm. really knowing anything that's kind of really weighing on them hard that at that moment and so just like the having like having them be like oh my god yeah that's like literally is all I've been thinking about the last couple days and stuff like that it's just weird because you're just Mm -hmm. like how how do you feel that and at first when I started doing Reiki I kind of held back on that because I was like oh I think I'm just like thinking it to myself and I don't really know why but Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that but I don't want to like say that to them like I don't want to like overstep or like what if they tell me like oh no that means nothing to me then I'm going to feel like stupid Mm -hmm. um and then I was just like, whatever, I'm just going to tell them everything. And it's been crazy ever since I've been doing that, like the, the stuff that comes up. Yeah, that's amazing. That's so good. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you decided to like change your mind on that too, because I've yeah. let that hold me back in the past about things. And like, I, I just think about our first Reiki session together. And if I had held back everything that I told you, like, mm-hmm. you know, like that was crazy. Um, yeah. So I feel like the every time that anything pops into your head like that, and also too, like you know, um, you know that all the people that your your all your clients are open to those kinds of conversations. Like obviously, exactly. you don't just go around into the street. Hey, excuse me, stop real quick. I feel like something happened yeah. to your mom or something. You know, yeah. like, um, but that's an appropriate setting to do that, obviously. So being able to share those energy feelings and emotions with others is so crazy for them and so relieving for you because you're like, oh, oh yeah, I can let go. Really? Now. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the biggest thing is that you really can, after you like share that, it's like, okay, that's your information now. And I can just like cleanse myself of it and I can stop thinking about it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what was really like almost stressing me out a lot when I first was starting to do Reiki sessions with people is that I felt like I was holding on to so much of their energy because I was holding back myself Mm -hmm. um and the last couple of sessions that I've done have just been so much easier and so much less taxing on myself and that's definitely the reason why Mm, that's amazing I'm so happy for you about that because I think that that's like the hardest thing about being an empath is um 
having to hold on to those energies and those emotions and not being able to cleanse yourself of them, because obviously you're not just going to be like, Hey, so I think that you feel like this and you're giving it off to me. Like, you're not just going to say that to anyone, but um, it's really powerful for you in your career to be able to do that, especially because I think that's what will make you the best Reiki practitioner that you can. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. So, yeah, so though that's all the different kinds of general empaths in the categories. So, um, now I thought that we could get into the six main characteristics of an empath. So I actually found more than six, but these were like, it was a lot of like repetitive characteristics that you could kind of sum up into one. So I tried to do, um, Mm -hmm. as much of that as I could that I felt like made sense. So, um, we kind of went through most of these already. So the highly being highly sensitive, feeling other people's emotions, being highly intuitive. You need a lot of alone time, which we haven't covered that one, um, Mm -hmm. allows others to deplete their energy and nature feeds their souls. So, Mm. um, I think the first one we'll talk about is being highly sensitive and, um, you know, we kind of covered this already, but just being able to feel others emotions and feeling emotions in general, much deeper is like the, what's the word? Like the main ingredients of an empath, Mm -hmm. I I think, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, like the, I feel like I was always called sensitive growing up by my parents and my siblings. Um, and it makes so much sense. And I never thought of myself as sensitive. Like I was like, I hate that word because it was always negative. Like it always meant Mm -hmm. like, you know, you couldn't handle it and people couldn't joke around with you and stuff. And that's not how I felt. Like I didn't feel sensitive in that aspect at all. I felt sensitive Mm -hmm. in the sense of like, like, yeah, mom and dad, I'm sensitive because you're having a bad day and I can feel all of that negative energy coming off on you or, um, whatever was going on at school or whatever. Um, do you feel like that too? Like, I mean, you mentioned that with your parents, but yeah, that's actually funny too, because like growing up, I'm like, I'm like a hundred percent, like my, my father's daughter and my other two siblings were a lot more like my mom growing up. And I feel like I used to always attack my siblings and even my mom sometimes too, because me and my dad, like, were like the not so sensitive ones. Like we had like thicker skin, Mm -hmm. but I think that I, but I would like act so tough. Like I had this thick skin and then I would like go cry in my room for five hours. Yeah. But like, (laughs) like I was definitely wicked sensitive, but not sensitively, like not sensitive in like a personal way. Like, Mm -hmm. I like people didn't really like hurt my feelings or anything like really that easily. Um, and like, I can, I've always been someone that can like take a joke. Like that stuff hasn't really, that never really bothers me. But I remember I used to like give my brother and my sister shit. Like, why are you so sensitive? Blah, blah. Like, and I would get like angry about it. <laughs> and I think it was just because like, I, I was like, I know I'm a sensitive one and I'm just trying to hide it and all, yeah. all, all it's coming out in anger towards you. But that's funny that you said that because I never really felt like that sensitive in that way growing up, but definitely experienced emotions on a much heightened level compared right. to 
the rest of my family. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Cause I felt that way too. Like I, you know, we were both athletes in high school and I liked to think of myself as like a tough cookie. And I was definitely very close to my dad too. And I remember feeling the same way and I would make fun of my little sister. I'd always be like, oh my God, she's so sensitive and such a cry baby. But I was the same way. Like I would be in my room and be like, oh my God. And I was more like sensitive like you were saying, not about my own self, just like about everyone Mm -hmm. else around me and what was happening with them. Yeah. Like nothing ever really was like affecting me because it was happening to me or anything like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, okay. So then another part of being highly sensitive is that you have a hard time shaking emotions, which was definitely a really big thing for me and has been a really big thing in my growth. Um, trying really hard to work on this because if you can't shake an emotion, it's going to wreck your day, your week, your month, your year. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've really been trying to just do lots of chakra work, lots of crystal healing, lots of yoga, lots of meditation. Whenever I Mm -hmm. feel that I can't shake an emotion because it's really the only thing that helps me I've tried so many things I know people say journaling helps them and getting everything out on paper and I love journaling Rachel and I are huge advocates on journaling but for me in the sense of what's going on with me and my emotions journaling does the opposite effect for me it makes me feel worse every time Um, I don't know why I don't know if it's because I'm just like writing shit on the paper and I'm like making myself feel more negative or what's going on but um, yeah. it, it always makes me like get in my head more and just like reiterate on the paper how I'm feeling which makes it like come to life more for me I think yeah um, I can see that yeah so I try really hard to just like get out of my head space and instead like put my thoughts and my energies elsewhere into my meditation practice into my yoga flow into um, learning more about some of my crystals and their properties and what they're doing for me learning about more plants and um, things like that I feel like that has really helped me over the past like month or two and really has contributed to my growth a ton 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 yeah well that's awesome that you were able to like recognize that that wasn't working for you because I feel like that's something that we like constantly were just like preaching Mm -hmm. is journaling and everything and so to be able to take a step back and be like you know what this is just like not working for my this part of my journey right now yes is awesome yes which is so hard to do it's so hard hard to to do do. you know because like you like I said, like, I love journaling. I think that journaling is an amazing thing, especially when you're prompted. Like, I really like that the 21 day Mm -hmm. Dharma, that's the best part about it is the prompts. Um, Mm -hmm. but when you're sitting in, or like for me, anyway, I was journaling at night after work and that's like the worst time for me personally to journal because I was getting home. And like, if I was feeling negative about something, or I was feeling like, um, like off about something someone said to me or something like that. Like that, that was the only thing I was focusing on. Cause I was just like unsure yeah. what to put in my journal. Um, mm-hmm. And then I started actually, I think probably like two weeks ago, I started a journal and it's um, a spirituality journey journal. And so I draw in it. I have like cutouts of different crystals and like different things that I feel like they've been doing for me. Um, I have been doing like chakra balancing in there and different yoga flows Mm -hmm. that have been helping when I feel like a heightened level of like vibrations and stuff. And I swear that has helped because it's not just, yeah, it's not just like becoming like a word dump. It's now has more meaning and more, um, 
intention behind it. Like I know that I'm going to come to this journal and if I go back and want to reflect on it, it's not going to make me feel shitty. Whereas before when I was looking through my journal and looking at older passages, I was like, Oh, I can't believe I felt this negative emotion about this person. Like what the heck is this? Um, And I just hated that. And I know that that's normal and that's a really good form of therapy for a lot of people. And it's a really, really great thing to be able to leave your words on paper, but just for me and for my, um, direction and growth, it wasn't healthy for me anymore. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but yeah, well, this, awesome. yeah, this spirituality journal has really helped. So if anyone is interested and wants like some more information on how to get that going, I would love to chat about it. It, it was super fun. I literally just went to Walmart, Walmart and got like a bunch of nice colored markers and pens and a cute little notebook. I spent like, I don't know, like 10 bucks and mm. yeah, been, it's been a fun little fun little journey and it, it, it like makes journaling more enjoyable because it's colorful and like there's different yeah. things that you're doing in it you know um yeah so it's been good um yeah so that is highly sense being highly sensitive um okay and then number number two feeling other people's emotions I feel like we've talked a lot on this um mm-hmm. But one thing that I did want to say about this is highly sensitive people are not necessarily empaths and empaths Mm -hmm. are usually highly sensitive people. So if you guys have seen, if you've ever done any research on empaths, um, you'll see HSP comes up a lot. And that's what I'm talking, Mm -hmm. talking about highly sensitive people. So a lot of people that are highly sensitive sometimes think that they're empaths and a lot of people that are empaths know that they're highly sensitive, but sometimes you're not, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily an empath, which isn't a bad thing. I feel like a lot of people want to be empaths and don't understand that there's like a lot of negativity that comes with it. Um, And I always try to tell people like when I have conversations with them about empaths and they're like, well, I think I'm an empath. I'm like, no, you're, you're empathetic, which is a great thing, but you're not necessarily an empath. Like I think people think like, well, I have empathy towards others and you know, most of us should. Um, but it's not the same thing. I wish it was the same thing. <laughs> it isn't. Um, what are your thoughts on that with feeling other people's emotions? Do you have anything else to add? I mean, not really. I feel like we touched about on everything really well, but I agree with that whole thing is I, I've had a lot of conversations recently, especially since starting this podcast with people who are like, oh, you're always like empath, empath, empath. And like trying to explain like what that actually means to people and like I'm like some of the shit that I feel sometimes because some what something other people are feeling like is so ridiculous and so insane and like not it whatsoever fun like I feel like people like want to be empaths now like it's like kind of like a cool the cool thing to do yeah you know and I feel like I I agree with what you like what you said like it's Mm -hmm they want to be looked at as an empathetic person, which you can 1,010% do without being an empath. Mm -hmm. Long long story short, that's all I'll say on that. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think a a big thing to note here is um, that the difference between being an empath and being a highly sensitive person is that an empath has the ability to their intuition has an ability to open their third eye has an ability to, um, kind of like know what's happening, what's up, what's going on deeper than other people can. And 
I think that's kind of why Rachel and I found each other. I think it's Mm -hmm. absolutely no coincidence that we both are empaths and it makes sense why we both decided at such a young age to kind of like dive into this spirituality and this um, self-growth and self-discovery journey because there it it leaves you with nothing else to do, but to dig because you're just like, I don't know how else to comfortably live. Um, And that's like kind of the point where I got to and not to like get too morbid and deep, but it like, it became, I feel like I'm going to cry. It became to such an Mm -hmm. overwhelming point in my life that I was like, I need to do something else. I need to talk about this. And that's kind of like how I feel like blissful love started. And I didn't even realize that that's what I was doing, but it was like, I Mm -hmm. had so much inside of me built up for so long for 25 years of my life that I was like, I need to let this out and I need to figure it out and like dig deeper and find myself and do the inner work. And as soon as I started to go down that road, I realized, and you realized that Almost every single person that we have run into and talked to and interacted with and um, had on the show or have planned to come on the show are empaths. And I'm like, that isn't a coincidence. That's what this is. It's like you, we have this ability, we have this um, emotional connection within ourselves and with others that like prevents you from wanting to do a lot of things if you don't understand it in a deep way. Mm-hmm. You know, hundred percent. Yeah, and I feel like that kind of allows people to understand a little more why. Okay, now I get it. I'm not an empath, or and I'm not trying to tell you all like you're not empaths. I'm just saying it's it's easy to think that you are until you do the work and things come up and you start to realize that um, you you can't control it and that's okay, but you can help yourself grow through it and grow with it. Um, definitely. Yeah. Which has been a big thing, I think for the both of us, especially in our lives with where we're going and where we're at and, um, being able to expand our horizons and start a journey of, you know, yoga and Reiki and our businesses and things like that. Like that has been such a crazy road for the both of us because Mm -hmm. it's, it's so hot. It's so easy to get in your own way when you have Mm -hmm. these types of behaviors. Um, and, you know, just continuing to rely on the, those good people in your life who hold you accountable, but also push you to be the best version of you has really helped me. And I think, Rach, for you, that mm-hmm. has really helped you too, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Surrounding definitely. ourselves with good people has definitely been a big, a big game changer. Um, okay. So number three, highly intuitive. I won't talk about that anymore because I feel like we covered that pretty big, Um Oh, but I did like how this, the ending of this says, um, it is important for empaths to develop their intuition and listen to their gut feelings about people. This will help empaths find positive relationships and avoid energy vampires, which is like Mm -hmm. pretty much what I was just saying. And which is our quote on our hoodies, (laughs) be be an energy healer, not an energy stealer, (laughs) Um, which is so true. It's so true. And it's really Mm -hmm. important for everyone, but specifically empaths to surround themselves with people like that because mm-hmm. since since you are feeling so much deeper and you are feeling so many emotions that are um, being projected off of others it's good to surround yourself with good people um, people that Definitely. are like-minded people that give you those good vibrations and sometimes um, 
people's words and their vibrations don't line up. And that is something to really, really be aware of as an empath, because your intuition will tell you otherwise Mm -hmm. every single time. And I have come into many situations in my life that I've had a difficult time because my vibration radar is telling me what the heck this person is not doing it for me, but their words are telling me otherwise. So I'm like, okay, this is a tough one because how do I nix this relationship out of my life when this person is saying nothing but not nice and kind things. And my friends are like looking at me like I'm a crazy person because I'm like, I don't know about this person. Um, So I've kind of, I've kind of learned over time that when that happens, that it's okay for me to take a step back and me to do my own thing. And other people will follow suit if that's what's good for them. Um, and that you don't always have to bring everyone with you when you feel those ways. Um, it's okay. And it's, it's good to try to protect those people around you that you love and you want to help them and you don't want them to get involved with someone who might not have good intentions, but people need to learn things on their own. I think we all have to remember that we're all adults. Um, and that, you know, sometimes it's a good thing for people to learn those things on their own. Um, but that has definitely been a, been a thing as an adult that I've had a hard time with. I think you have too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. And something that's funny that kind of like goes off that too is something I see all the time when I'm like reading about empaths and stuff like that is that empaths, like you literally can't lie to an empath. Like, Mm -hmm. You can always tell when someone's lying. Uh huh. Every time. That's so funny because I've always felt like that. Like I feel like I've always just been like, "You're lying to me." Yeah. (laughs) Me too. I mean, the person could take whatever it is to the grave, and I just still would be like, in the back of my head, "Yeah, you're definitely still lying about that one." (laughs) Like I, I feel like I feel that so much, and like now, Mm -hmm. like when people are just like. I mean, I don't, I feel like I don't experience it as much anymore because, you know, like we've been talking about, like we've been really good about surrounding ourselves with people who feed our energies in a positive way and um, getting rid of those people who don't. But it's just like funny now, like when people just like still continue to like lie through their teeth and I'm just like, yeah, no, Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to entertain this fun conversation with you anymore, but I know you're lying and I know that this, my intuition is correct. So I'm just going to leave it here, leave it yes. here. It is. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I feel like once you start to um, trust and believe your intuition too, it gets a lot easier because then it's easier for you to just not fuel that fire anymore. Cause you're just like, exactly. I know I'm right. I don't have to fight with this person. And like, they're not going to change my mind anyway. So um, exactly. it becomes a lot easier to walk away from situations and avoid conflicts because you're just like, this is, this is what it is. And you don't have to talk about it. You don't have to act on it, but you can remove yourself from it before it becomes a bigger issue. Um, exactly. Which has been something that has been very helpful for me in adulthood. And has I've run into like a couple conflicts with it, not very many, but as a child, if I believed my inter- intuition more, I feel like I would have avoided so much conflict. Yeah, um, yeah. So I feel like that's such a big thing. Like if you have children or you want to have children and you feel like your child might be an empath, they're giving off some characteristics that are showing you. Um, like I want to scream to all the kids that are empaths like trust your gut my mom used to say to me all the time to trust your gut and I just had such a hard time with it because a lot of times you don't want to trust your gut you're like no I want 
my gut to be wrong. I want this person to be a good person because I like spending time with them. But for some reason, every time I spend time with them, I feel like shit after. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, so those are the times to trust your gut. And, you know, there there will be more great people that come in your life. Um, There will be. Okay. The next one needs alone time. This one's a good one. I feel like oh, you could speak a lot on this I, one. <laughs> I could. <laughs> I could. You, you know, I could. Um, this one. Yeah. This one hits home for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because I really am like a people's person and I love being around people so much. And I, I mean, obviously that's what we both do for a living. Okay. Uh, is surrounding ourselves with people and just being a people person. So I, I really do, I do love people. Um, but when I get into a mood or a, not even a mood, because now I know that it's just like when I, my energy is so drained, mm-hmm. I, I need to be alone. Yeah. And um, I'm the kind of person as well that when I, um, get into that kind of that energy where I'm just like craving alone time I can get very um snappy Mm -hmm. with people which I don't like about myself and it's something that I've definitely I'm trying to work on um but like if I come home from a bad day at work like I the last thing I want to do is walk in and have someone asking me a million questions or like wanting to chat and hang out and talk and like be on top of me like I don't like I want to be completely alone spaced out and if someone intrudes on that it can get not it can get not pretty um (laughs) which is I think the most important piece of all of that is um just communicating it um which is something that I've been a lot better about I feel like in the last like year or so is communicating that when I'm feeling that way instead of just shutting down and like I would literally stand stand there and have someone be talking at me and I would just blatantly ignore them and like obviously that doesn't make that person feel good um but like I was like I literally don't even have the energy in me to like speak a word to you like I don't um and I would then I would just get super angry and frustrated and annoyed um so being able to yeah communicate that with like whether it's someone you live with a roommate your family members your significant other whatever it is like hey look like I had a rough day this is how I'm feeling and like I really just need a minute or however long you need to like recharge be alone be with your own thoughts and kind of just like cleanse cleanse all those other feelings away um because when you don't I mean it it I've I've started multiple fights and issues over that because I just like will explode um and so yeah I think taking alone time for yourself and and working alone time like into your schedule too has been huge for me Mm -hmm. um doing things on your own I feel like I always used to be someone that like wanted to whatever I was doing like I wanted to go do it with someone else I wanted someone to be with me it was like you just like hanging out with your friends or whatever like running errands you want to pick up your friend and have her run your like run your errands with you or taking a class like doing that stuff like I've been trying to schedule that kind of stuff into my schedule and make sure I'm doing it by myself so that I can like fully experience those moments with only my own kind of energy really Mm -hmm. um and not worrying about another person being there and 
um, especially if it's that you're trying something new. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's it's best to, I feel like, do it the first time on your own so that you can really truly immerse yourself into it and really get a feel for whether or not it's something that you like or enjoy or don't like uh, without having someone else's like opinions or energy um, influencing what you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's like, that's the probably the number one thing that is really made a huge difference for me and like like with my empathic um journey is is recognizing when I need alone time and being able to communicate it fairly um to the people that I'm surrounded with the most um but yeah yeah how do you feel about that that's that you hit the nail on the head and I feel like I look up to you a lot in your um I hate using this word because I feel like it's a negative word, but your selfishness when it comes to your Mm -hmm. alone time. And I mean that in the best way possible. Um, I have always been someone that I like love to be around people. Like if, Mm -hmm. if Jack leaves for work in the morning before me, I'll, I would like call my best friend or call my cousin or call someone like, I'm like, I want to talk to someone (laughs) like Mm -hmm. who's, who's around now. Um, And I have realized over the years that, spending time by myself is so important. Um, and I have gotten a lot less uncomfortable with it. I feel like I used to literally hate being by myself and now I actually really enjoy it. And I feel like I Mm -hmm. owe a lot of that to you because seeing, um, like you enjoy your alone time so much definitely was like, Oh, I like, I can do, I don't need someone to go with me to do that thing. Like, it's so funny that you were bringing up the classes thing. I thought about that after, um, our last episode we recorded together and you were talking about going to take like one of those chanting yoga classes. And when you left, Mm. I was like, Rachel should do that on her own. Like, I feel like, um, things like that are so empowering, like taking any sort of thing that's new to you, like doing something new and you do it on your own. Like you feel amazing after you're like, wow I just did yeah, that like do. that was scary like and I did it by myself yeah um, it is. yeah it's 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 amazing and I was thinking about that when I was reflecting on this weekend um so I did my certification with one of my best friends from college my college roommate Michaela and um she called me afterwards and was like I am so thankful that you did that with me like I don't know what I would have been feeling if I had done that alone like because it's a lot like it drains your energy after going through a weekend like that you know it's a long weekend a lot of information a lot of energy a lot of everything um and normally something like that would be something I would want to do on my own and I would almost feel like a little annoyed I guess with the fact that I was doing it with someone because I would just be like oh like I wish I I wish I was just like by myself and like didn't have to respond Mm -hmm. to anyone but it was the best experience and it, it like it made the weekend so much better. It made the weekend go by faster. It was so fun. Um, so I don't want to like steer you guys away from like doing things with someone else. Like that was a great opportunity to, you know, to a a great example of a time that it did work out to have someone else with me, but things like, um, running errands, like you were saying, Rachel, going to get my Mm -hmm. nails done, um, getting a facial, going for a run, going for a walk. Um, sitting outside for a little bit, like you don't always need to have somebody with you. Like it's so nice to sit in silence and sit in yourself. And that's when you do the most inner work is when you are alone. Yep. 100%. So it's so important. And I feel like the more you grow inside, the easier it gets because you, you like 
crave it. Like you want to be alone. You're like, oh my God. Okay. Mm-hmm. I-, I want this conversation with myself right now. Like I want to just be yeah. with me and that's it. Um, and yeah, I feel like you are someone that needs that. Definitely. I liked this part of it mm-hmm. too. It says, um, I'm just going to read this little blurb about alone time. So it says as super responders, being around people can drain an empath. So they periodically need alone time to recharge their batteries. Even a brief escape prevents emotionally emotional overload. Empaths like to take their own cars when they go places so they can leave when they please. Too much togetherness can be difficult for for an empath so they may avoid intimate relationships. Deep down, they are afraid of being engulfed and losing their identity. For empaths to be at ease in a relationship, the traditional paradigm for being a couple must be redefined, which I feel like, Rach, is a big thing for you. And you've like kind of said Mm -hmm. that to me before, how important it is for you and Connor to like both be um yeah I I don't know the word both be like mindful of each other's alone time and space yeah yeah and like that's something that I really love like I am so grateful for in a relationship too is that I feel like all my past relationships it has been like the two of us 24 7 you all have the same friends and you all do all the and we have all that and I love his friends and I hang out with his friends all the time and he loves my friends but I think that we're really good about giving each other like our own space mm-hmm. um, with, with, especially with like your friends and stuff. Like absolutely. I, when I went to Florida this weekend, I went with two of my girlfriends from work. And like, I honestly, I, I, at one point during like the third day or something, I was like, I don't think I've talked to Connor in like 48 hours. I should maybe, maybe do that. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, and it's, it's nice. Like, it's nice having that feeling like, I don't, he knows that I'm out having a great time and he was away this past weekend too. So it made it a little bit easier, but he's not down my throat. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, I'm obviously on vacation, enjoying myself on the beach with my girlfriends. Like, that's what I want to be doing. Like mm-hmm. if I had him like down my throat all weekend, like, what are you doing now? How's your day been? Blah, blah, blah. Like mm-hmm. I would have felt so overwhelmed and anxious and it's not, and I know it wouldn't even be coming from like a, like a, like a trust issue point or anything like that but just like that like you have those couples and I've been in one of those couples before that you're constantly in communication Mm. and it's like oh my god like I never realized how draining that was like high school relationships when you text all day long Mm-hmm. And then you come home at night and you're like, I don't even think I like this person anymore because <laughs> you've talked to them all day. What is there left to talk about? You know what I mean? Yeah. So yes. I feel like, I feel like we're both very similar in that uh-huh. aspect. So we do very well with minimal communication when yes. we're not actually together spending like the quality time together that we need. Yeah. Um, so that's been like a huge, that's been awesome for, for our relationship and and why it's, I still am in it and why it's still so strong. So. Yes. I, I I agree with all of that. I think, um, I think that I have definitely too been in relationships that it's been like the opposite and it's so refreshing when you're in a relationship that isn't. And I often get like friends and people will be like, well, you live together. So you're together all the time. And like, I, it's so funny. It's like, sometimes I'm like, Jack's like my roommate, like I'm, I'm upstairs doing my thing. Recording. I have you over. I have friends over. Exactly. Um, Jack and I definitely, I mean, we went to college together. So we have a lot of the same friends, but we have 
completely different friend groups as well, which is so And like, I love his friends and he loves mine, just like you, of course. But, um, it's so nice to be able to like have our own separate lives too. And at the end of the day, like we love each other to death and our lives are together, but also like it's normal and it's, you're supposed to live your own life. You're not supposed to live a life just with someone else. Um, And I thought that it was really funny that the end of this said, in order for an empath to be at ease in a relationship, the traditional paradigm for a couple needs to be redefined because I totally agree with that. I feel like how Mm -hmm. we were all raised in the generation of all all of our parents was like, you find a soulmate and then you marry the soulmate. And then like, you guys are just like one for life. And that's Mm -hmm. what you do. Like you stop hanging out with friends and you just commit to a family yeah um and for me that was like so scary like that was never anything that I um like longed for I never was a little girl that like dreamed of a wedding and like dreamed of having Mm -hmm. all these kids and stuff so like for me that was super scary like not saying that I don't want any of that but like I was just like what the heck is this whole like relationship thing like what is it supposed to even be so it's been so nice to be in a normal relationship that isn't that way and I'm allowed to like Mm -hmm freely and do have your own life yeah exactly exactly um okay and then the last two is allows others to deplete their energy which we have talked a lot about so Mm -hmm. I feel like that one again and then nature feeding your soul which I also resonates with me so much and I know it resonates with you too um yeah So this says, I'll just read this blurb and then I'll let you talk about it. But um, the busyness of everyday life can be too much for an empath. The natural world nourishes and restores them. It helps them to release their burdens and they take refuge in the presence of green wild things, the ocean or other bodies of water. Yes. That is so cute. I love that little blurb. It's so cute. I love that. And uh, recently when I got my, when I got my Reiki 2 certification at the beginning of the month, Mm -hmm. um, I was talking to my um instructor about like what like I was like how am I supposed to be like recharging myself in between these sessions like because I was just feeling so drained and like I was scared that I was maybe like taking um the previous client's energy into the next clients I was really nervous about all of that yeah and she was like the number one best way to clear your energy clear any other energies up from you is to get outside and like walk in nature like that is the best thing for you to do yeah because um, you're moving your body you're in the fresh air um you have like the sun on your face and all of that and it really is like I've been doing I've been walking before and after every session now and it like has made a massive difference wow that's awesome yeah that's crazy mm-hmm. wow um yeah I feel like in general when ever I go outside that nature just is so recharging and so um like overwhelmingly beautiful inside if that makes sense like I just like Mm -hmm. feel like I'm like cleansed and like replenished and ready for whatever life has to throw at me especially I feel this when I'm in the mountains which is really Mm -hmm. interesting because I always like I live on the water and um, I always love the beach and wanted to live near the beach and stuff like that and um, as I've gotten older I've really enjoyed hiking and traveling anywhere where there's like great hiking trails and um, mountains and stuff like that and I do love the water I love the ocean but um that I don't know if it's like the 
the like heightened level that you're at and the weirdness yeah. that goes on in your head when, <laughs> when you're reaching elevations that are too high. I don't know what it is, but it's like, it's so amazing. There's really nothing like a hard hike and just standing there mm-hmm. on top. Like it, if you ever need a recharge, that is what you should do. Go take yeah, a hike. Seriously. It is so amazing. Um, but that's really crazy um, that, you know, that's like a good way for you to charge during sessions, like in between sessions, because yeah. I was thinking the last, the, well, we only did one session together, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I was thinking after my session, like how the heck does she do another session after this? Cause like, it's emotionally very draining for yeah. the patient. So I can't even imagine what it's like for the practitioner, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, that's it. And I've been spacing, I've been spacing my sessions out way more now, like several hours in between if I'm doing two in a day, just because it really is, it's way too draining to do any of them back to back. So that's something that I changed too, which definitely helped, but yeah, the, the nature, getting yourself out there, walking, just feeling yourself, I feel like grounded to like the earth is like one of the best ways to bring yourself down from anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and in showering mm. or even just, even just washing your hands too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, is so helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Showering ever since Rachel, we talk about this all the time, but ever since Rachel's, um, Reiki instructor told her about showering at night to cleanse all the energies that you carried all day. I literally cannot go to bed without showering. I know it's so bad. I'm like, Jack's like, you can just shower in the morning. You showered this morning. I'm like, but the energy. I have to. I have to. It's so funny. It's so funny. Um, Yeah. So that's a wrap on our empath episode. I feel like this is a long one with a lot of information, but it is definitely a most requested like all my friends every time I talk about um like different characteristics that I experience with empathy and stuff like that and I know that you say that as well people are always like but like what is it like what's the meat Mm -hmm. and potatoes to it and I feel like this episode really kind of gives you a a look into that um I'm I'm going to put in our show notes the article that I got a lot of this information for because I think that it's super helpful when you listen to a podcast to then go and read about it yourself and kind of absorb and take different things from it that you deem necessary for you. Um, yeah. When I listen to podcasts or audiobooks, I sometimes am taking in information that doesn't necessarily um, like settle in with me. And then if I go back and I look into the book that I was listening to, or I look into the article that the the person on the podcast was talking about or what have you, um, I feel like it settles in a lot more and I'm able to kind of like take the things that I wanted from that episode um, and use it for my own information. So um, we will definitely link that for you guys so you guys can check that out. And yeah, I think that's like a wrap from us. I know. I feel like we're like back in action now. I know we're back in action, guys. Oh my God. Oh man. Um, All right. Well, I hope you guys have a beautiful Thursday. We love you guys so much and we'll see you next week. Love you guys. Bye. Hey guys. Thanks for sticking around for our guided meditation. This is Devin today giving you some bliss and love through a little guided meditation that I have written myself. So 
let's get right into it. Wherever you may be, if you can, I invite you to gently close your eyes. Take three deep breaths here in through the nose and out through the mouth. And with each breath, start to feel your body relax and unclench. We carry so much tension in our bodies all day, every day, and it is important to allow your body to release it. Start to notice what it feels like to deepen your breath. Keep your breath as steady as possible. Do not speed up. Do not slow down. Focus on each inhale and exhale. We often forget to stay present. Our minds tend to worry about the past as if we have any control in fixing it and stress about the future, hoping everything goes as planned in our minds. Today, right here, we are going to stay focused in the present. Do not let your mind stay focused on any other thought other than where you are right now in your breathing. Thoughts will pop into our minds and we allow ourselves no judgment of this and simply watch the thought leave. Now turn your awareness to the ground. Whether you are sitting on a chair, the floor, the couch, your bed, begin to notice the foundation beneath you. Remember to breathe and continue to focus on this foundation. Begin to notice the crown of your head. Imagine a bright light filling your crown and slowly begins to make its way down your body. It makes its way to your forehead, allowing you to release anything in your face that feels forced. Your mouth becomes unclenched. And this light travels down to your chest in your ribcage, enhancing your breath. Allowing you to feel light and lifted with each inhale and exhale. You begin to notice the light pouring down your arms and your torso, reaching your belly. Your hands become soft and your arms sit comfortably. Your belly feels warm and full of peace. The light continues to make its way down the legs. You notice now how much tension has been living in the back of your legs, holding your weight all week, carrying you through each day. You begin to feel your hamstrings, quads, and shins relax. The light finally makes its way to your feet and your toes. They feel warm and still. Your body feels free and loose. You feel an overwhelming sense of relief and comfort. Begin to come back to your breath and increase your awareness of your environment. What do you hear? Wiggle your fingers and your toes. Thank yourself for taking the time to strengthen your mindfulness and joining in on this meditation. Meditation is a practice and at times it can be difficult and maybe sometimes even frustrating. But like anything, the more that we meditate, 
the more natural it becomes. Open your eyes now and let's take three deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth together. And with that third and final breath, come to life and begin your day. I hope you guys all have a beautiful day and we will see you guys next week. Bye guys.